Good morning and welcome to the Berean Post devotional podcast, where we take a deep dive into the scriptures to find new insights and practical application for our modern lives. I'm your host, Duane, and I'm absolutely thrilled to have you with us today. Each day we'll explore a different passage from the Bible, unpacking its meaning and exploring how it can guide our lives for today. So grab your Bible, your favorite drink, and get ready for an exciting journey of discovery. And if you want to stay up to date on all of our latest podcasts and blogs, be sure to check out brilliantpost.ca. Also, join our Facebook group where we call ourselves Bright Future Bible Freaks, and we have a lot of fun there together. But right now, we're going to get started and jump right into today's devotional. Good morning, friends, and welcome to another uh, Brian Post um, devotional podcast. For those of you that have been following along, we have been going through the book of Colossians, and we are going to look at Colossians 4, uh, verses 2 to 6 this morning, and I'm just going to go ahead and jump right in with the text. Paul says, "Continually, uh, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving, Meanwhile, praying also for us that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ, for which I am also in chains, that I may make manifest it, that I make it manifest as I ought to speak, walk in wisdom toward those who are outside, redeeming the time. Let your speech always be seasoned with grace. Uh, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer each other. Paul is, without doubt, one of my favorite writers of the biblical text. His story in early Christianity always moves me, but his um, conversion story captures my heart. Reading about his transformation overwhelms me with the grace of God and the sovereignty of God's plan. Despite being a a devout Jew and a fierce opponent of the early Christian movement, Paul encountered the risen Christ on the road to Damascus, and that dramatically changed the course of his life. That encounter changed everything for Paul. He realized that Jesus was not just some backwater prophet with heretical views. He was a long-awaited Messiah, and at that moment, Paul's life was transformed forever. And what I love most about this story is it shows us the power of Christ to change lives. It doesn't matter how far we've gone, how deep in sin or hardened our hearts may be, Jesus can still reach out and transform us from the inside out. And that's the message of hope that actually never gets old. Paul, one of the most prominent figures in early Christianity, was imprisoned multiple times. The New Testament records his imprisonment in Philippi, Caesarea, and Rome. However, Paul's most known and documented imprisonment is the one in Rome, believed to have been taken place around 60 to 62 AD, during the reign of the Roman Emperor Nero. Various historical references actually support this account of Paul's imprisonment. One such reference is from Clement of Rome, a bishop who wrote a letter to the Corinthians around 95 AD, and in his letter, he refers to the perils that Paul endured. 
likely a reference to his imprisonment in Rome. Another reference is from Ignatius of Antioch, a bishop who wrote several letters to various churches in the early 2nd century. In his letters to the Romans, he mentioned Paul as a vessel of election who suffered martyrdom under the, the, the prefects. And this further uh, corroborates the fact that Paul was indeed imprisoned in Rome. Eusebius of, of Caesarea, um, a notable historian who lived in the 4th century, also wrote about Paul's imprisonment and eventual death. In his work, Ecclesiastical History, uh, Eusebius describes the persecution of Christians under Nero and mentions that Paul was beheaded in Rome itself. So this account provides further historical evidence of Paul's imprisonment in Rome. What's interesting though is in 2009, ar- archaeologists discovered an ancient Roman prison called the Mamertine prison near uh, the Roman Forum. This prison is to believe that it's believed to be the same one where Paul was eventually held uh, during his imprisonment in Rome. The discovery of this prison provides physical evidence that supports the New Testament account of Paul's later imprisonment. Now, Paul was imprisoned in Rome for preaching the gospel and was placed under house arrest for at least two years. Despite his imprisonment, he continued to um, to write letters to various churches and individuals, including the letters to the Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon. It's only natural for Paul to ask the church to pray that he would be released and we see this in Philippians when he says for I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayers and the supply of the spirit of Jesus Christ and Philemon he says meanwhile I was also prepare a guest room for me for I trust that through your prayers I shall be granted I shall be granted to you meaning I'll be able to come to you in 2nd Timothy in fourth chapter he says but the lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the gentiles might hear it so i was rescued from the lion's mouth and the lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom to him be the glory forever and ever although there is some debate it's generally believed that paul was eventually released from his imprisonment in rome and was able to continue his missionary work for a time and then he was later arrested and executed by beheading likely around 64 to 67 AD. Now let's say Paul had never been in prison for an extended period. Perhaps he would have continued his missionary work preaching and teaching throughout the Roman Empire and spreading the gospel to even more people. He may have been able to visit more churches in person and perhaps even establish a few more churches. However, given that many of Paul's most influential writings were penned during the time of his imprisonment, could it be said that the province of God allowed Paul to be arrested and imprisoned in relative comfort as a factor that led to the writing of many of the books of the New Testament? In other words, was Paul's imprisonment ultimately part of God's plan to ensure his message would be preserved and shared for future generations? Well, the epistles um, penned by Paul have significantly impacted the development of Western civilization, particularly in the realms of religion and philosophy. Paul's writings included 
the New Testament Bible, including rather the, un, sorry, Paul's writings included in the New Testament have influenced Christian theology and practice for over 2,000 years. Paul's teachings on salvation, faith, and grace have been central to the development of Christian doctrine and have shaped the belief of countless Christians throughout history. His emphasis on the unity of all believers in Christ has also been influential in developing Christian communities and the concept of the church as a body of believers. In addition to their religious impact, Paul's writings have also had an impact on Western philosophy and ethics. His ideal about relationships between faith and reason, the nature of morality, and the importance of love and self-sacrifice have influenced Western thought and cultural development. When we consider the historical development of Paul's imprisonment and his subsequent writings from prison, we see the truth of Romans 8.28 come to life. It says that, and we know that all things work together for good to them who love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Despite Paul's hardships and difficulties and eventual beheading, God's providence was at work ensuring that his message would continue to impact and inspire future generations. Even in chains, Paul did not lose sight of his purpose and continued to write letters of encouragement and exhortation to the churches. The letters he wrote during his imprisonment, such as Colossians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Philemon, have become some of the most beloved and influential books of the New Testament, and they continue to inspire and challenge believers today, just as they did when they were first written. Paul's imprisonment was not a hindrance to his mission, but rather a means by which God could work um, in and through him to achieve his purposes. As we reflect on Paul's story and the historical evidence of his imprisonment, we can take comfort in knowing that God is always at work, even in the most difficult circumstances. We can trust that, like Paul, our trials and challenges are part of God's plan to bring about his purpose in our lives and in the world. So let us be encouraged to continue pressing forward even amid hardships, knowing that God is faithful to work all things together for good to those that love him and are called according to his purposes. Let us also be inspired to follow Paul's example of faithful endurance, trusting in the sovereignty and the goodness of God, even in the most challenging of circumstances. May we be like Paul, who is willing to endure imprisonment and even death for the sake of the gospel. And may we be used by God to impact and transform the world around us. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Brian Post Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed our discussion and it's brought you some encouragement and insight. Hey, if you want to stay up to date with all of our latest blogs, posts, and podcast episodes, be sure to visit brianpost.ca and subscribe. Don't forget to share our website with your friends who might need some inspiration or motivation. You can also join our community of bright future Bible freaks on Facebook. Until next time, may peace and blessings abound in your home.